the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC Now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees all things new. My name is Carla Davila and I am streaming from Tagaytay City. I'm Kathy Solis Davila, streaming live from Tagaytay City as well. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the King on PNC. episode for today is um, entitled Two on One with a Bible Scholar. Because Carl and I were students of the Word. And uh, well, actually, our guest for today is also a student, both a student and a teacher of the Word. And uh, we are so glad that uh, we have this episode, uh, which is something that's not your usual from our, you know, weekly um, format, which is to, to have a sharer. Um, discussing their um, share, so, discussing their meditation uh, based on the soap method. Um, Carlo, can you tell us more about uh, our guest and paano natin na to? Well, our guest is um, uh, our professor. We studied before sa Asian uh, theological uh, seminar. And uh, uh, master seminary. 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 Kami ni Kathy. Mm-hmm. Kami ni Kathy 
Um, pero uh, hindi pa namin na itutuloy, no? Kasi uh, medyo naging busy lang sa trabaho. And uh, um, I have to say, Cathy, she, he's our favorite uh, professor. Uh, I learned so much about him. Yung subject natin din was, ano eh, um, hermeneutics. And ang ganda, hermeneutics, guys, it's more of, uh, if we were to explain it, explain it layman, um, uh, parang ano to, no? uh, what do you call this? Deep analysis of the Bible. No? Tama, no? yun ang ano ng hermeneutics, mm. di ba? Mm. So, um, yun, and it was very interesting yung mga inanodiser Alvin. So, this was during the, you know, the pandemic, di ba? Um, kung yung iba, uh, ano ba, nag-Netflix lang, naks kami ni Carlo, nag-aaral kami. <laughs> Bible school kami. Um, and uh, yun nga, we got to meet um, this uh, person that really um, what sparked our interest in the Bible more. Kasi iba yung approach eh. Kasi mas malalim. Parang there's more to the Bible than meets the eye. Uh, ang dami pa pala niya. It's like a, a, paano, a prism. Ang dami niyang facets. And um, today we have with us our uh, professor from um, ATS, um, he is in. He is a um, graduate of Asian Theological Seminary, Masters in Divinity and Biblical Studies. He is an adjunct professor and uh, Biblical Studies uh, at the Department of ATS. Um, he's a translation officer in training at Philippine Bible Society. He's a preaching elder at the Shepherd's Flock Christian Reformed Church. And he is currently taking up um, doctors at uh, or PhD at the Loyola School of Theology Ateneo de Manila. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome here on the Breakfast with the King stage, Sir Alvin Bailon. Hi, sir. Good morning. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Carlo. Good morning, everyone. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for saying yes to our invitation. Uh, habang nagsasalita si sir, naalala ko yung ano natin, yung uh, mga lessons, di ba? Kasi buong ako, nanonood ako ng kanyang mga <laughs> recorded video, which is part yes. of our, um, uh, what do you call this? Uh, part of our ano, uh, requirement for school kasi meron tayong synchronous and asynchronous um, lessons. Yes. So yeah, anyway, so Carlo, uh, how would you like to start this? Okay, well, uh, uh, to our audience, no, ang format natin for today, yung uh, program flow natin uh, is quite different. Uh, we will start by uh, uh, citing three controversial Bible verses. No? Ito yung mga Bible verses na, you know, uh, uh, kumbaga, uh, could start a, uh, 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 um, parang a, a debate between people, kung anong meaning. Uh, and it really happened, it really happened sa, uh, sa itong, itong mga Bible verses na talagang medyo, sometimes it sparks an argument kung anong interpretation niya. So we, we will show three. And then after, we will do a fast talk. Kung napapanood nyo si Boy Abunda, that uh, because pareho kami haircut ni Boy Abunda. Pero <laughs> una pa pareho si Boy Abunda. That's what we're gonna do. So ako uh, after yung three uh, uh, controversial uh, um, Bible uh, verses segment, uh, I will ask ten questions na fast talk, and then afternoon si Kathy naman her ten questions kay Sir Alvin. 
Okay. Okay. So let's start with the Bible verses. Direct. Can you uh, kindly flash? Kathy, kindly start on this. Okay. Controversial Bible verses starting with Genesis 6 2. The sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Did angels come down and make love with human women? Ganda nung design yun, no? First, I'd like to mention that. It can actually make a Netflix series out of this passage. And yes, this is one of the weirdest Bible passages I've encountered. And... I'd like to start off that I don't think there's a <laughs> easy answer, so I'm not going to say that you know what I'm going to say is the right answer. Basically, mm -hmm. the issue here is that who are these sons of God who came in and uh, you know chose these uh, daughters of uh, human beings? Uh, so there mm -hmm. are basically three uh, points of view from uh, biblical scholars. The first one are they are heavenly creatures uh, in their cultural milieu. Uh, it was not uh, uncommon for them to think of heavenly beings, you know, uh, whom they considered gods, uh, to come down on earth and, uh, you know, take on uh, uh, women for themselves. Uh, we see this in the Greek mythologies and all of that. So it's all it's within their um, uh, thinking paradigm. The second is that there these are kings. Uh, there is a mentality also during their time, especially in the ancient Near East, where the sons of God uh, were the kings. You know, they were the chosen ones. They, they had a higher status than other human beings. And the last one, this is kind of weird, is that these are um, uh, human leaders. Um, some say it is the descendants of uh, Cain who married the descendants of Seth, uh, you know, these, these are the two children of uh, Adam and Eve. And, uh, you know, these are, you know, some weird theories. So basically, those are the three uh, suggestions among many, but uh, these are the main things. Uh, but what I'd like to uh, point out uh, when we're reading something like this is uh, we, 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 our tendency is uh, to focus on the weirdness. And, and I guess that's correct. But we have, to we have to understand the passage uh, on its uh, whole context. You know, it's, the passage is part of a set of verses, I think it's until verse 8, um, where it introduces the story of the flood. Yeah. Yeah, we all are familiar with that, uh, with Noah and the flood and the ark and all of that. And so this is a, an introduction to what is happening during the time of Noah, what is the world coming to. And uh, what we need to see is uh, um, there the sons of God saw, okay, and they took women, okay? And so um, where do we get that set of verbs the same way? Uh, we have that in Genesis 3, where the woman, Eve, saw the fruit, you know, and saw that it was beautiful, and delicious to eat, and it was good for, you know, for being godlike, and she took it. Okay, so this verse needs to be read in parallel with Genesis three. All right, so that the the sinful 
ways of the human being uh, that started with the first uh, human beings, Adam and Eve, is now spread all over humankind. I think that's the main message there. Um, another is that uh, we see that uh, all of the theories are connected. The sons of God are defined as people who are in power or, or beings who are in power. And so I think the point there is the oppressive nature, you know, the, the sin that is prevalent in the world at that time uh, is connected with the abuse of power, where those who are in power, whether a king, whether a human, you know, a demigod, <laughs> half god, mm. half human being, um, or a human leader, those who are in power can just see and take. You know, if they want to, they can just simply take it. Huh. It's still happening right now, isn't it? <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, if they see someone, they just take it. If they see something, a company, I'll want it for myself, I'll take it, you know. So this is the sin that, one of the sins that has, you know, is, is so prevalent um, in the world. And I think that's the point. And then if you go further, uh, that's the perspective of these sons of God. And then God himself sees something. God sees the wickedness of the human being. And he regrets it. You know? <laughs> He's affected by the sin. Which is a, uh, a stark contrast. First and foremost, the perspective of God. We see the perspective of God. Here, the, the, the powerful are enjoying themselves. Just getting whatever they want. But God sees the wickedness behind it. And they don't, the, 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 those in power, the so-called sons of God, um, are not affected. But God is affected by the sin of human beings. Isn't that, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? That, that, that the God that we have, you know, he is the all-powerful one. That's the irony there. He is the all-powerful one. But he, he, he is affected by the sin in the world. And he has to do something about it. Whereas those who are, quote-unquote, sons of God, you know, simply take. Uh, I, think that's yeah. the, I think that's the main point of it. You know? um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that's it. <laughs> There's a yes, actually, sir... Um... Ako, I, I, I read, uh, there's an uncanonized book, yung Book of Enoch. Binasa ah, yeah, ko a yeah, portion yeah. of that. Uh, it, <laughs> it refers to, dun, kasi sabi mo, there are three interpretations of, uh, main interpretations of this verse. And one is literally, heavenly beings went down to earth and then uh, married, no? Yung mm -hmm. mga, uh, mga human, uh, human women. And uh, well, sa Book of Enoch, literally, I think, ganun yung interpretation talaga. Pero, uh, ang ganda ng sinabi mo, it's not just the fascination na there's a possibility na, you know, angels might have come down, tapos yan, ano. It's, kumbaga, uh, let's not get uh, parang uh, through, uh, excite, uh, too excited about that, but rather, let's look at the message of the, mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. verse Kasi sometimes yeah. maano ka, like ako na fascinate ako eh. <laughs> Me too. Oh, ganyan. Oh. <laughs> Fascinating eh. So, ang, ang ganda ng sinabi niya, sir, na you look at the message of the verse. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Ang, ang ano doon is, uh, you know, people with power 
uh, nag-stem dun sa kasalanan ni Eve. She took the the fruit, no? And uh, it is the same ever since. Yes. Uh, we have been taking things, taking things, yan. Yeah, yeah. Grabe, we uh, really have the right uh, guest for today. I'd like to add that uh, the sons of God, and then there's another statement, the Nephilim, that's another weird oh, yeah. character. Oh, oh. So they're, yes, they're, they're in parallel. Eh. They're, they're in parallel in that passage, the Nephilim. They were the heroes. You know? So the sons of God are, are kind of uh, connected. I don't know if they're the same character or they're kind of, you know, in that same degree, you know, the, the Nephilim, these powerful warriors. And some say, uh, I think it is Goliath who's considered a Nephilim, you know, so these are giants, you know, these are, so it's that, that weird kind of world that, you know, it's weird for us because we, we, we you know, the giants are in the NBA now. You know, <laughs> well, when you think about it, it's not so, uh, it's not so different. But uh, they're, they're the heroes and they're renowned and they're famous. And they're famous and then they just take whatever they want. And then, the, again, the contrast is that the value system is so different, you know. With God, he, he's not looking at renown. He's not looking at, you know, this. this he's not impressed. Um, he's not impressed. Uh, and so regardless whether uh, it's in their world where the powerful gods and goddesses, you know, come in into our world and uh, or now we have our own sets of gods and goddesses. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to start mentioning terms, no, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, ironically, sa NBA nga, they have all the money, they have all the influence. Mga yeah. giants yung mga na sa NBA. Yeah. So they're not as little giants, Carlo, right? Oh. So they are, you know, they can just get away with it. And, and, you, and you can extend that to uh, sports personalities, like F1 drivers, you know, and... Uh, mm. uh, um, uh, you know, Michael Jordan is, is considered yeah. a god. Uh, he's the GOAT. Uh, and then you have yeah. the, uh, you know, famous apps, celebrities, movie personalities, and all that. Uh, and so we have our own sets of gods and goddesses right now who can just, you know, not all of them, but, you know, they, can, they have this power. They can just fake whatever they want. Yeah, they can. And behind that, behind that, this, there's this god who sees beyond that. Mm. And he has to wipe them out. <laughs> That's the fearful thing. You know, if you read if you read further, and then there's this little guy called Noah. He's just, you know. And the big thing about him is that he's found favor in the eyes of God. So there's a lot of contrast going on there. And uh, and sometimes that's what we want. We want to be considered the uh, sons of God. Uh, children yeah. of God, right? You know, in our own mm-hmm. powerful way. So, um, who can, you know, who can simply take. Uh, so, <laughs> Okay, sir. Uh, All right. Let's present the next uh, Bible verse. Let's see, Dred. Okay, the next one, controversial to. Uh, Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It mm-hmm. is an abomination. So question ko, so I can't have a girlfriend or wife. Well, uh, to the audience, uh, 
uh, yung girlfriend kasi no premarital sex meaning parang lie talaga humiga ka lang literally katabi girlfriend mo <laughs> so ano uh, sir ano ba meaning ng verse na to kasi uh, it's a little confusing okay. so, this is so difficult Carlo I don't <laughs> You know, when you uh, sent me this one, and uh, the first thing I, when I was reading it, so the command is simply not to lie with a male as with a woman. So is there a way to lie with a woman? <laughs> that is, <laughs> or is there a way to lie with a male? You know, <laughs> there are different styles. Uh, so that was, uh, my mind was going through, and then the Lord said, ah, stop. Uh, this is, uh, Carlo and Kathy are uh, true Christians. Don't get into that. You know? <laughs> but that was really what was on my mind. I was checking the different versions. Mm. And uh, I said, huh, this could be misread. You know? So I just need to lie mm. with another man in, in the style of lying down with a man. So I, <laughs> mm. uh, uh, you know, the issue, I think uh, we, we need to mention this is really one of the verses that is used against uh, homosexuality. Uh, that's the first thing that we have to uh, be, uh, I have to uh, put that out there. And when you read it, it's quite uh, obvious, you know. It's quite obvious. Uh, and uh, so I just want to... Uh, uh, Focused on uh, certain things. I, I read the whole, again, uh, if you remember what you mentioned earlier that we took up hermeneutics. And hermeneutics, when we try to understand a certain verse in the Bible, we want to understand it within its context. Uh, we, what we mean is we want to understand it within its literary context. It means you know the chapter, the verses surrounding it, uh, because it's part of a thought flow. <laughs> uh, I think that's where we get uh, in trouble because the way that we read the Bible is like fishbowl. You know, we make tusuk, tusuk lang, the verses that we um, like. Yeah. Um, and so the, I think, uh, sabi mo nga, Carlo, yes, a lot of these verses are controversial, but a lot of the controversy can be resolved. I'm not saying uh, the controversy will, get, uh, will uh, die down, but a lot of the controversy will, I guess, be tempered down if we really simply just uh, read the verses in context um, and remember the uh, really the point you know of the writers in, in writing these uh, statements um, the, the, the verse 18 does uh, uh, what's this uh, does discuss sexual practices and uh, uh, and I really was intrigued and I wanted to uh, research on this more <laughs> later on. I haven't had the time, but it was interesting for me because the first part of the chapter deals with the taboo uh, amongst family relations. So you don't have sex with your aunt. <laughs> you don't have, you know, you don't have sexual relations with your granddaughter or your mother's uh, uh, or your wife's sister. Okay, and so uh, it is. You know, even with our contemporary sensibilities, that's really kind of weird. What I realized then was that they were, uh, I read this uh, scholar said that because they were living in a very tribal kind of culture where everyone was, you know, similar to Guru Filipino, but not so much. Everyone was, you know, together all the time. 
aside from the immediate, you have the extended, extended, extended family. And they were all living in, in one location. Um, you really have to, um, you really have to uh, uh, have order because it will disrupt the relationship within that tribe. So the first part really deals with that, uh, that, you know, God is a God that wants to foster community. And so all of these taboo, these sexual practices, it's not just, you know, God is just a killjoy. No, he wants us to have a healthy relationship. Of course, it includes sexual relations. But within a healthy, you know, communal relationship. Um, so that's the first part. And then the second part of which this one is part of extends that into, you know, what is really, really uh, detestable. That's one of the versions. You know, abomination. You know, it's really, it's really hateful, despicable. <laughs> Those are the words that can be used there. And it, it has to do with the practices that is done within the other cultures surrounding them. Um, and so, so the, the, one of the main points there is that um, because th this is spoken to the people of God, you're going to um, have good relations within and you're going to have distinctiveness from without. Okay, so, so that's, the, that's the, the main idea behind this passage. Um, so you're going to be, you know, living in community together. So you better have rules within that community so that it will not disrupt the community. Okay, so you just can't sleep with, you know, any of the women in the, in the you know, in close contact with. You know, there are rules. And then from, from the outside with your tribe, your people are going to be distinct in terms of your practices, especially in terms of sexual practices. So you can't just sleep with a horse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or you can't, you know, you can't sleep with uh, this way. All right. And so this is part, part, of, uh, part of that. Now, uh, going to the verse itself, the only thing that I want to uh, focus on is, if you notice, what is uh, really, really abominable is the action itself. You know, you see there, it's a verb. You shall not lie or you shall not have, you know, I guess sexual relation. Um, you know, you, you can't have sex in a way, you know. So the focus is really on the action. Um, and I think, uh, and I don't want to... So when we understand this verse, what is being prohibited is simply the action, not the desire, <laughs> not the inclination or the tendency, but the act, you know, but the act. And so using this verse to condemn certain people, you know, for having certain orientation, certain tendencies, certain inclination, I believe is wrong and is misusing this verse uh, as a weapon. Um, so, uh, so we have to be very, very careful of using uh, this, this kind of verse. Also, I'd like to say that Leviticus has always been misused because there are a lot of weird laws there. 
And sometimes we pick out laws that uh, are convenient for us. For example, I remember uh, there's a verse there. Uh, you know, you can't mark your skin, something mm. like that. So in other words, they're prohibiting tattoos. Ah, okay, okay. So there's biblical basis for not having tattoo. But in the, I think in the very next verse or the verses after that, you you can't shave your your beard. Mm-hmm. So what we're do? So why are you <laughs> why are you obeying the, the the verse sixteen and not obeying verse eighteen? <laughs> so, right. so that's yeah. our tendency. That's that's wrong hermeneutics, right, Carlo and Cassie? Mm-hmm. That's wrong yes, interpretation. Sir. That you're going to be selective only of the right. verses that you're going to obey or impose on other people. So um, we have to be very very careful. Um, and these laws in Leviticus are really ancient. And they're, again, coming from a very, very different cultural kind of thinking. Uh, they don't have, they, we are differentiated by the kind of sociology and psychological information and research and data that we have right now. They come from a very different uh, world. So imputing, you know, importing this passage into our modern contemporary situation without considering all of these factors is very, very dangerous. And it might, uh, we will misuse this passage and we will hurt people, which is what, which is not what the Bible was used, it was not, was not designed for. I'm really a strong advocate for that. You know, as, as you mentioned, we are all students of the word and we have to be very, very careful of using verses uh, like this. And, and so, Carlo, yes, you can have a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, just uh, ask that girlfriend or, of your, or your wife how you want her to lie down or you like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, is it on the side or joking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, whew, when you when you gave this to me. Wow, this is really one of the verses I don't want to be asked. But but that's what I want to emphasize. It's really within the context of uh, being in a community and also of being a distinctive uh, kind of uh, community. So I guess in our um, reflection on how mm-hmm. to think about you know big issues like homosexuality um, uh, and all of these sexual uh, 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 issues and controversies, um, we have to take that into consideration. You know, it's not simply the you know immoral individual act, but how does it play in the bigger community? Is there a problem within the community that, that is contributing to these kinds of actions? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we have to, uh, and, and what's the higher law that we are supposed to uh, be obeying? And then in the verse itself, just remember, it is the act itself that is being prohibited. Uh, it is the act itself that's being prohibited. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So in essence, sir, uh, when we read the word, ano, eh, sometimes we have to do macro. Hindi lang yung yes. naka-focus ka on that particular verse. Uh, yes. You have to see the context. And if, um, yeah, context, tapos um, zoom out ka, zoom out tayo mm-hmm. to see the, the meaning of it and how, how the Lord wants for us to apply 
you know, the message or, you know, first, what is his message? And yes. then how can we apply it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So for the third verse, direct, can you please flash it? All right. Uh, it says in Ephesians 5, 22 to 24, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, wives should also submit everything to their husbands. What if my husband is wrong or cruel? Do I still follow him? Yeah, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if my wife is watching, Carlo. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I think Kathy chose this verse, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, this is one of the, um, you know, another uh, verse that I think has been misused and been uh, used to abuse uh, mostly women. Actually, women, not mostly, you know. Um, and uh, it's sad. It's sad that uh, it's been used that way. Um, this verse has a preceding verse that uh, I think we need to uh, emphasize. Let me just uh, check. Uh, yeah. Uh, verse 22 has verse 21 preceding it, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to check quickly. And it says, be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, mm. In the Good News translation, submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for Christ. So this is that verse 21 starts off the whole section of wives and husbands. And then it goes on, I think, to children and parents, masters and servants and all of that. And so I think that's the, uh, the, the criteria that dictates how we understand these verses. And um, so, so, uh, so the focus here, again, is uh, submission, all right? But Paul has already said that, you know, we have to submit to one another, okay? We have to submit to one another, all right? Um, and that's another loaded word, you know, submit. <laughs> I don't know what even that means, you know, because uh, actually in this <laughs> verse, the the uh, the verb is not there. If I have to check again, uh, it is simply, you know, uh, being, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's it's really weird. Um, but I think the the point here is that there is a mutuality in the in the community of Jesus, you know, which Paul is trying to teach uh, the church in Ephesus. Um, because all of us are sinners. Uh, all of us, you know, are just saved by grace. Then there's, you know, uh, we just simply, you know, to, to foster that community, you know, we have that mutuality. I think that's the underlying principle that we... And now, how does that work? In practical terms, uh, says Paul. So, yung, yung wives submit to their husbands. I, I don't know, what, what does that mean? You know, and uh, some say that the, most of the time they say the, the wife does not decide or keeps quiet. Yeah, I don't know. And the husband is the leader of the household. Yeah, no, no, no. 
He is the head, you know, even as Christ is the head of the church. Uh, yeah, and in all of that, you know. But um, remember, the assumption there is that the husband is acting in a Christ-like way. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that correct? You know, uh, it can't be one-sided. You're forcing the wife to submit, but the husband is, you know, more like the sons of God in Genesis 6 rather than like Christ with his... And how was, how was, how was Christ with the church? Uh, I think the, the, the succeeding verses explain it. He gave himself for the church. So there is a selflessness. There is this self-sacrifice. Uh, that's the way that the husband will submit to his wife. That's the way he will treat his wife. Um... I don't know why the, the emphasis in this discussion of these verses is always on the wife. Ah, when the wife is kind of assertive, ah, submit. <laughs> I mean, it's really weird. And then, and then um, it becomes... Si Carlos, Carlos. <laughs> nervous laugh by yan, Kathy? Is yes, it a nervous sir. kind of a laugh? No? Yes, sir. He can relate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's really weird for me because, um, well, um, because I've always been submissive. <laughs> because my wife is listening, you know. Uh, uh, I think she's watching. Um, no, the, the weird thing there is that it becomes this, this, this submit to your husband becomes the, the absolute truth above everything else. Um, so when the husband is... Uh, you know, there's, there's no inquiry to, as to the husband's character. Every time there's a marital in conflict, the issue is always the wife should submit. Mm -hmm. Oh, the wife should submit. She should be, you know, like a martyr. You know, I don't know if it's a Filipino thing because, you know, ganun tayo eh, diba? Drama, ganyan. And then, you know, yung wife is the mabait and, you know, ganun ng pinoportray ni Judy Ann ata dati or whoever man, diba? Parang ganun. <laughs> But and then the, the, the church leaders, more often than not, the ones who impose this rule are male church leaders. Diba? Who submit? Who submit? Sabay kape. Kape pa nga! Mare, kape pa nga! No? Makaupos parang sons of God eh, no? So, <laughs> connected pala itong mga verses na ito pinili nyo, Carlo. Makauto sa mga daughters of men. Eh. Kape pa nga. Habang uh, nagdi-discuss ng mga deep Bible verses. No? Diba? Ganun yung men. Eh, no? Tapos, oh, sige na. Yung, alagaan ninyo yung children. Ano? Kasi kami, magdi-discuss pa kami ng mga Ephesians dito. Mga ganyan. <laughs> Uh, and then, it was no? Ganon yung mga men, eh. No, I'm sorry. Guilty na ako sa church namin, no? Diba? The women are the ones preparing the pichi-pichi and uh, ganyan. And then the men, in deep thought, ano, pa-orderin ba natin yung Ford Raptor para ka pastor? O ano? Kasi baka lumabas yung bagong uh, Mitsubishi na ano, eh. Why don't you... Will we wait? Uh, ganon? Ganon ang mga decision. Ang lalalim ninyo, padre. 
you know but the, that's what i was that's really weird because often there's marital conflict and i have a little personal uh uh dito, hugot, because a friend of mine was a victim of this passage and she was really broken and uh, she was in an abusive relationship kaso yung lalaki church leader and so she was banged with this passage and sabi ko, then she, of course, she asked me, kasi akala niya marunong ako sa Bible. Sabi ko, hiwalayin mo na yan, wala Bible, Bible verse, umalis ka na. Dali mo yung kotse mo, dali mo yung bank account mo, dali mo yung ATMs mo, palitan mo lahat yung password sa, sa, ano, sa mga bank accounts mo. Kinan mo kung sino magsasubmit ngayon. <laughs> uh, really weird. It was really weird. Uh, so is, is that an absolute? It becomes an absolute, no, Patty. Regardless, mm-hmm. kung abusive or cruel or whatever, mm-hmm. Why don't the women also make the? Oh, ba- bakit hindi ka magpapako sa cruise, di ba? Christ-like ka, di ba? So sir, parang kung bagabaka the men, uh, sin- siguro sinasabi niya in essence, uh, the men should submit to their role, meaning they're the pastor of the family. They're yeah. the, ano, they're the, ano, what the, who the Lord uses to, um, you know, make make things happen for the family, uh, bring order, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, you know everything. No, kumbaga siya yung ano, command responsibility for the family, as he submits to the Lord. Um, parang yun yung role niya. Pero yung babae yun nga po, uh, ano siya. Uh, under the authority of the husband pa din. Tama ba, sir? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> right. I'm going to say a little... Uh, yeah, I, I really do believe that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the, the men have that responsibility to uh, not only submit to Christ's authority and then try to, I guess, uh, lead in a way yung family. Uh, but I've always viewed... Uh, marriage as a partnership um you know the 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 bible came from a very patriarchal cultural uh, thinking but there are portions in the bible who which try to subvert that <laughs> yeah so i believe that uh, um because one of the basic things about marriage is that you're one flesh already so how can one flesh have a hierarchy you know, and so yes, uh, both have responsibilities, um, and uh, both have you know roles to play. Um, but I don't want you know I'm I'm I won't be the I won't play the I won't play the role of imposing on you, Carlo and Kathy, what kinds of roles you should play in your marriage. Mm-hmm. I think the best people who can and should talk about, you know, what kinds of roles and uh, uh, functions and, and whatever are the two of you, along with God, you know? Um, and so you discuss that uh, amongst yourselves, you, between the two of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you may seek advice from pastors and uh, professors, but I'm very, very careful of trying to impose certain rules and regulations because I don't really see it in the 
New Testament or even the Old Testament where there is a prescribed set of uh, rules and function that are really absolute. Um, so here Paul is suggesting to the Ephesus within their cultural background, you know, which is kind of radical because if it's a patriarchal culture, asking the, the, the husband to be Christ-like, to be self-sacrificing, is really a, you know, is a radical turn. Um, where in a culture where male are not questioned and they are always dominant and dominating, and there is no question to that. It's allowed. It's encouraged. They're the ones in power. But for Paul to say God, uh, that the husband should be Christ-like, in other words, you know, use that authority in a way that is humble, in a way that is self-sacrificing, in a way that, you know, is always selfless. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and if you go to the Gospels, that's the leadership uh, paradigm of Jesus. I have, I have come not to be served, but to serve. So um, it's really kind of a reversal. Uh, so that's, that's the, it's, it's a general principle. And how that will work out in your lives, for example, Carlo and Kathy, it's up to mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's up to you. There's a general principle there that Paul has laid down, but in in our in our time right now, how does how how will that work? You know, um, mm -hmm. how will that work? You have to work out. You have to work that out for yourselves. I believe no one can really impose. when you come home from work, you have to bake cupcakes for Carlo because that's you know submitting mm -hmm. to your husband. Oh, Carlo, mm -hmm. you. You go and open your Bible in front of Kathy every 7 a.m., ganyan, ganyan. I mean, you know, yeah, I think those are the things that no one can really dictate. You have to work that out for yourselves. Uh, and I think God has given you the wisdom and, and, and the grace to do that for yourself. So I'm very, very uh, uh, careful of trying to impose uh, certain things which sometimes become very uncomfortable for husband and wife. I've, I've experienced some, sometimes na gano'n, eh, parang, ay, sabi ni pastor, dapat daw ganyan ka. And then, it, <laughs> hmm. so, yeah. uh, so, Meron nga si, may friend kami nun, ano yun, uh, Carlo, yung si major and minor decisions. Oh yeah, ay, yung setup namin na, uh, ano, Sir Alvin, uh, mm -hmm. si Cathy, siya lahat nagde-decide sa minor decisions. Ako naman, mm -hmm. bilang lalaki, ako lahat sa major decisions. Pero since we got married, uh, lahat ng decisions are all minor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Carlo. The major decision you have to make is, you know, that, you know all decisions are minor. So now, sir, uh, we will go. We we just uh, you just answered three controversial Bible uh, passages, and now we'll do a fast okay. talk with you. So top of mind, lang sir, ganon lang kabilesa. Okay. Uh, ano uh, parang ano lang to, either a word or a, a, a okay. phrase. Ang sagot. Nako. <laughs> I'll, I'll be a la boy Abuddha style. Ah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right. First question. What is your life verse? Oh, Isaiah 40, verse 31. What does that say, sir? 
uh, biglang hindi ko na alam ano. <laughs> uh, it's uh, those who hope in the Lord shall soar like the eagle. They will run and not be faint. They will walk and not be. So that's that's yeah, that's that's always been there. Nice. Second question. Bible character that you love most? Whew, top of mind is uh, Job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next question. Bible character you hate most? I hate. Nako, wala ata. Um, huh. Maybe uh, Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel. Jezebel. Sino ba si Jezebel? Wait. Ah, Jezebel. Jezebel. Not the mermaid. I like her. Oh, no. Sino ba si Jezebel? The wife of King Ahab. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's another good case study of uh, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. For you, most controversial disciple of Jesus? Oh. Huh. Interesting. I think it would be Peter. Uh, Peter. Peter kasi is really the main disciple. He's, he's presented that way. But he's also the most, I think, flawed. Among, that includes Judas. Uh, huh? He's the most flawed. I, I mean, he's Mr. Excited and all of that. And then he denies Jesus. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he denies Jesus yeah. three times. You know, and he's Kulit, also, eh. Yeah, ang, ang yabang kasi. Excited. <laughs> diba? and, 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 and that's why I think I don't know. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's really a great uh, character to study. <laughs> okay, next question. Which do you like better, the Old or New Testament? Oh, the Old Testament. <laughs> ah, okay, next question. The best woman Bible character for you? Oh, it's... um. I remember her name. Woman Bible character. It's Jael. Yeah. Jael. Jael. Who is she, sir? Yeah. She's the she's the one who killed the. <laughs> you remember Deborah and Barak? They were being attacked by Sisera and and uh, uh, I forgot their the, the kingdom that. Uh, and Jael was this uh, lady who was friends whose husband was friends with the enemy captain, but she was part of the Hebrew. Why do and you so, like her? Sir? Oh, she's uh, she's brave and she used. Uh, <laughs> She used cunning, so she brought in the commander, gave him, uh, you know, milk, and you know, and then he and she put a Funny. tent peg into his temple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl power, girl. And another character, I guess, the woman, another woman character that I've been studying for quite a while is Hagar. I like, I like Hagar. Mm, Hagar, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one who was, uh, you know, uh, the runaway, the single mom. Who was who had who had been given the same promises as Abraham? Very interesting. Okay. Okay. Next question, sir. Who is the Pharisee that is okay with you? A Pharisee? Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, That's okay with know. you, Anna. Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember any Pharisee that. Uh, I guess Paul. Ah, Nicodemus. Ah, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, Nicodemus. But he went to Jesus at night. You know, kunyari pasha. <laughs> Paul question. say Paul say that uh, many say Paul was a Pharisee. So mm, okay. Next question, sir. The best Bible disciple of Jesus for you. The a disciple of Jesus. 
the best for you? The best. I, th- I guess it was Mary Magdalene. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, she became the apostle to the apostles. Oh, wow. Remember? We didn't she was the, yeah. right. She was the first one to see Jesus resurrected. And she was, uh, yeah. and she was sent. She was sent to the apostles to tell them that Jesus mm-hmm. had risen from the dead. Uh, she was the first one yeah. at the tomb. Uh, one of the first ones. She was the, one of the last ones to see Jesus die. All of the men, you know, they all ran away. All of those sons of God, you know, voila, only the women stayed behind to see Jesus die. And then the very first opportunity to go visit Jesus, the women uh, uh, went with them. And Ma- Mary Magdalene, um, who is not a prostitute, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. is a, what many call the apostle to the apostles. And it's very interesting that, they, that God would choose a woman you know, to, to send mm-hmm. the good news first to the True. apostles. Mm-hmm. Last, my last question, sir, uh, and then you mm-hmm. ten questions, Sadikati. Is it okay to wear mm-hmm. shorts in Sunday service or in mass? Oh yes, I'd love to. I lang ako payagan ng wife ko to wear shorts. But I'd love to, you know, pair it with the nice vans uh, uh, and then. That's uh, easy, <laughs> you know. You know, I'm, I'm very. <laughs> So, but it, so in essence, the, sir, I, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, sir. Oh, sa akin kasi yun eh. Depende sa, sa context ninyo. If it's going to offend some people, naka shorts ka during worship, okay lang. You know, just try to... Uh, but in, uh, in other contexts naman, mas nakaka-offend pag nakabarong ka. Di ba? I mean, it's uh, intimidating. <laughs> Di ba? I mean, I've been to communities parang, wow, barong, they don't want to listen to you because mukha kang judgmental gagan, mukha kang pastor. So, uh, so, I guess it depends on the context. Depends on the context. I would love to attend a... Uh, my dream is to have a, a church that is set up in a, uh, in a cafe where the worship is, you know, just chilling and mm-hmm. shorts kayo and you're drinking coffee while you're worshipping. So I, I get mm-hmm. a lot of New Testament the way that we want to wear or worship. Okay, thank you, sir. So that, those were Carlos' um, fast talk 10 questions. Um, and now um, I'd start with mine. Um, which among the uncanonized books do you think should have been included in the Bible? Oh wow! Nice question. Uh, I was just I was just uh, working on that when we were translating the Pinoy version. Uh, uh, by the way, it's going to be launched uh, uh, Monday. I hope you can get a copy. Oh. Uh, we were working on a couple of deuterocanonicals. Uh, one of the books that really intrigued me was Judith. Uh, it's a story about this woman. She was a widow who saved. Uh, Israel by going there and it's her story is similar to Esther uh, and, and all of that. Judith, by the way, is the woman version of Judah. Uh, so of the name Judah. Mm-mm. So so the female the feminine version of the name Judah. So she was okay. kind of representative of uh so I like that story. It's 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 so nice. Judith. Okay. <laughs> all right, sir. Um, number two. Your thoughts on the Gospel of Judas? 
I've not actually read it. Um, so I've heard a lot of stories about it. Uh, I don't know kung yun ba yun nasa Da Vinci Code. <laughs> it, it, I think it would be an interesting read. Uh, but enough scholarship has been has been done uh, to debunk the the canonicity of the of that book. But I you know there's no harm in, in reading it. Uh, but there's a reason why it wasn't included in the canon. So yes, sir. All right. So number three, what do you think of women leadership in church? Can they be more, possible? more, more? Yes, yes. <laughs> Nako patay ako dito sa denomination namin. <laughs> you know, here's my take. You know, leadership uh, is really about gifts. Uh, it's not about gender. It's about gifts and the community context um, so if a woman is gifted in preaching and there are a lot of that we see if a woman has a gift of leadership administration um, then why prohibit them from leading uh, we're, we're going to prohibit the Holy Spirit from pouring out and utilizing the gifts that he has you know uh, showered upon the people of God so I tend to be very open to that. Uh, I don't know what the fear is. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of insecure men. Uh, <laughs> uh, prohibiting. So I, I, I have no problem with uh, uh, women. Maybe it's because of my background. My mom was in the corporate world. I saw her. She was not the typical, you know, she couldn't cook uh, <laughs> the most that she could do. You know, I didn't grow up with that paradigm, uh, you know, housewife and all of that. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, but I, what I see from the Bible, there's no such, and there's a lot of women leaders in the Bible from the Old Testament, Deborah and, and all of these prophets. And, uh, and then we go to the New Testament, the women play prominent roles like Mary Magdalene, um, the women who supported Jesus, Mary and Martha were very prominent in the community. I think uh, the early Christian community was more egalitarian than we think so. I think it was only in the later part of our, uh, or early in our 20th century where the focus on male leadership became really an issue. But if there is a gift, uh, whether a man or a woman, we should allow that to be used mm. and to, to, be, uh, uh, to be used for the community for the good of the people. Okay, sir. Thank you. Number four, when the rapture comes, do you think you will be taken? <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. Uh, I'm going to uh, say something. Uh, controversial. Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead, Cassie. Sabay-sabay tayo, sir. Oo, hindi ko alam eh. Kasi ang daming mga theories eh. Merong rapture, tapos babalik si Jesus, and then pupunta na naman. Ganon. I'm really confused. That's why our position is that there's just only one, uh, you know, one second coming. You know? Kasi pag bumalik ulit si Jesus, the third coming na yun, di ba? Sorry, I don't want to, you know, I want to respect other people's eschatology. But the... Um, I believe that uh, when Jesus comes back, he won't, um, he won't take us out. But he will come in and renew our world. 
Isn't that fantastic? You know, mm-hmm. I, I believe that's what he will do. Uh, he he, ang ganda niyo show niyo all things new, the bad as this this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your tagline and all that. I don't think God will allow this world to be completely destroyed. You know, um, I think it's going to be renewed. And I think that's the point of the resurrection, you know, that the, our bodies, our bodies are going to be renewed. And be, therefore, we, if we have physical uh, essence in our eternal life, then we are going to live in a physical kind of world. And remember, in Genesis 1, this, this is actually very good, this world. And so the, the salvation that God has put in place um, is not just about our souls. Remember, the animals entered Noah's ark also. <laughs> you know, yeah. the huskies went in with the giraffe, <laughs> the koala bears, right? You know, yeah. the sons of God were, you know, the Nephilim were not included. But, you know, the German shepherds are there. So there is a, there is a the, the, I think the kingdom of God, you know, wants to rule in this world. And so I, I believe God is going to cause a renewal. This, this, the, the, in Revelation, this, this, this Jerusalem is coming down, you know, to be with uh, human beings. So it, God has always wanted to be with us. It has always been a downward movement. Jesus came from the throne, right, from, the, from the heavens, from, from God's presence, to be with us. And so he resurrected. He had this bodily form, died in our place, and resurrected. And we will do it with him. But it, doesn't in, but it includes renewing this world, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I think, uh, so I think a lot of these things that were... Uh, enjoying right now mm. we'll enjoy for eternity isn't that fantastic carlo no? that there will be ferraris and uh, lamborghinis and uh, <laughs> right no Kathy? and that will have, uh, you know the, the work that you do with sm aura is going to have eternal impact right <laughs> so i'd like to think of it that way uh, mm. and i do hope that when jesus returns um he'll tell me that uh, you know You've done well, uh, except, you know, whatever you said in that show, Breakfast with the King, good thing, uh, Carla and Kathy were very gracious, you know. And <laughs> so, uh, but if the rapture is true, I hope uh, I'll be raptured. All right, sir. Okay, so number five, do you mm-hmm. think um, dogs or our pets go to heaven when they pass? Oh, <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> And uh, my daughter will be angry if I say otherwise. You know? um, I don't know. I don't know. But I do believe God is concerned with um, the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, He created so much diversity. Uh, right? Uh, again, going back to the story of Noah and the ark. You know, He saved all those animals. Uh, they were not part of the sinfulness of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, he's 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 a god of the impossible. He can he can res- if he can resurrect Christ, then he can probably resurrect you know poodles. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, sir, hymnal praise and worship. 
Or mm -hmm. which do you prefer, hymnal praise and worship or one with drums and a full band? Oh, uh, I like yung rock and roll. Alam ni Carlo yan. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes. Oh, no. Gusto ko yung worship na may counting head. Holy head banging. Yung mga ganyan. No? <laughs> okay. But I also, I also like hymnals. I, I find it, you know, it, it's nostalgic for me. But I like uh, rock and Number roll. Number seven. <laughs> Should ministers talk about politics or endorse specific uh, political, uh, a specific political party from the pulpit? Uh... Uh, they should talk about justice, social justice, you know, uh, and, and, and some of that will eventually uh, touch upon certain politicians, certain issues of the day, uh, but never partisan, you know, never mm -hmm. about political personalities, mm -hmm. but it's always about social justice. If okay. a particular political person or a politician is doing evil, um, the pastor, the minister, should call that out. That this is clear evil. Mm. So, uh, but the issue here is always about social justice. And I think ministers uh, should always talk about that. Mm, okay. Um, does the Bible restrict us from eating certain food? Yeah. I don't think so, Kathy. I think Jesus wants us to always eat and eat and eat everything. <laughs> of course, I respect other people's uh, spiritual uh, diet, uh, spiritually uh, what's this influenced diet. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know, but uh, my, my personal belief is that there's a particular passage in Mark where Jesus was saying, you know, it is not what you eat that makes that defiles you, but what comes out of your heart. So, and then there's a parenthetical statement there in Mark. I think he says that, in, in other words, Jesus has just abolished all the food laws. So, I think there's a freedom. And then in Acts, God comes up with this uh, ang, uh, exotic food uh, buffet for Peter, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, I think, um, I don't think there's a dietary restriction. Okay. Uh, but, of course, it's up, up to your uh, conscience. All right, sir. And what's your favorite Christian song? And can you sing? Huh, I know I don't want to sing that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Huh. Um, okay. No, no. But the, uh, there's one thing. Um, there's an old, old song. I don't know if I don't think you know it. You just Google it later. It's called <laughs> "When God Ran." It's from Benny Hester. Uh, ah. And it, it's it's a song based on. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, it's a very very old '80s song. It's a, it's a, from Benny Hester. It's a, when God ran. It's based on the parable of the uh, prodigal son, uh, and he says that, uh, you know, basta he. He the, ran the to only me. Time, oh, yeah, God. the only time that I ever saw you run, when you ran to me. Yo, uh, took me in his veins. Lifted But because it's fantastic, isn't it? That the only time that God would really run was that he would run oh. to us and just yeah. because he's been waiting yeah. for us to come home. Eh? And yeah. he can't wait. Eh? Oh, he can't wait. Eh? And he just runs. And so, very nice song. Yes, very, very nice very song. Um, and lastly, sir, what's the central message of the Bible? It's oh, 
as a close, as an ending to our episode for today. Siguro in one sentence sa akin, the message of the Bible is God really just wants to be with us. You know, the name Yahweh is, uh, you know, is, uh, is, is often says, you know, I am, I am who I am, which is wrong. You know, he is. But it was spoken in a context by, uh, where God says, I am with you. So you don't have to fear anything. And again and again and again. You know? And then Jesus comes as the Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, the temple, the tabernacle, all of these were set up so that God will be with us. So Jesus is the ultimate temple, he being with us. The church is the temple where God's presence can be felt and enjoyed and experienced. So the point really is simply God really wants to be with us. And he wants to be with us in this wonderful, beautiful, very good world with huskies and koala bears and, and, and uh, McLarens and, uh, you know, uh, and the Ferraris, they keep losing lang, ano, kakainis, and, and, and enjoying. And this is the world that God, I think that's the whole point. You know? and, and Jesus came and, and just took on all of the sin that, just in, that, that hinders us from being with God fully. Uh, hmm. Because he is God who is with us. You know? Um, so, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And in one day, he will complete what he started. Uh, and that's the point of the second coming. Uh, right now, we can't feel it, but we, we, uh, we see glimpses of that already, right? You know, in our yes, churches, yes. in your work, Kathy and Carlo. Uh, in, in, uh, we, we see glimpses of that. We, we feel God every day. Uh, when you're enjoying a movie, you know, when, when you're with your, your date, you know, <laughs> Um, when you're feeling all of these emotions, these pleasant uh, emotions or pleasure, in effect, that's that's just those are pointers, said C.S. Lewis, to God's presence. When you see beauty, when you see goodness, when you see justice, when you see certain politicians fighting certain funds, kahit mag-isalang siya at babae pa, you know, you see that you know God is with us. Nandito pa rin siya. And uh, I think that's the central message of the Bible. And, and so we can continue. We can continue as we wait for that day where we don't need to live by faith because we will see and experience God. Amen. <laughs> All right. So that is coming from um, a theologian and um, whose work and studies revolve around the Bible. Um, thank you so much, Sir Alvin, for um, being in our show today. It was a fun thank episode. And, it um, was. Thank you for me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, um, everybody. Um, congratulations to the new channel for its third year anniversary. And um, sir, we'd uh, no, no, wala na si sir, no, but we'd like to thank the following sponsors um, who made um, Breakfast with the King possible. MFH Church, Pastor Butch Alvarez, thank you to the Good Feast PH, to Lingap, to Yasin's uh, My Daily Collagen and JL Maxi Builders, thank you so much to um, Sister May Rose Coronel of CCF. Sister Evelyn Javier of ABS-CBN Fellowship and an anonymous donor. And uh, of course, we'd like to thank Sante Barley also for being um, a sponsor of, a show, of our show here. Take Sante Barley every day. Um, they also have their 
vitamin C with zinc. Thank you so much again, um, Professor Alvin, for being here with us. Um, and um, Carlo, you want to want to close the show? Well, yeah. Uh... It was it was really an interesting show. Uh, Aganda ng mga force uh, insights ni uh, Sir Alvin regarding to sa mga verses that we gave, no, yung mga controversial verses. And then I really enjoyed yung fast talk, yung mga answers yun dun sa mga questions. Ano uh, katuwa? Uh, Sir Alvin talaga one of my favorite professors talaga yun eh. Uh, forever. So. Uh, uh, thank you sa lahat na nanonood. No? Uh, we hope that uh, you enjoyed the show as much as us. And uh, be blessed. No? Uh, uh, kumbaga, uh, take this time no, itong weekend to recharge. Alam namin, pagod kayo sa trabaho. And then when you start next week, no, uh, as you face it, no, uh, face it with the confidence of the Lord that He is always with you. And whatever challenges are there at work, or whatever it is. In school no, or family life. Yeah. Yes. Kayang-kaya niya yan because the Lord is with you. So, All right. So uh, Breakfast with the King uh, is not just live on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. Um, we are also um, heard on Spotify and Apple uh, podcast. Um, so if you're not able to see this live, meron din tayong replay. So, um, our audience actually uh, hindi lang on video but also on audio on on podcast as well. So thank you. As Carlo has said, uh, happy weekend and face next week with a confidence knowing that you are so loved by the Lord. Thank you. Happy anniversary, TNC. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Are you aiming to gain admission to UP, Ateneo, La Salle, or UST? Partner with AHEAD, the leading and most awarded tutorial and review center in the country, and we'll get you to your dream school. Visit our website to know more.
Are you aiming to gain admission to UP, Ateneo, La Salle, or UST? Partner with AHEAD, the leading and most awarded tutorial and review center in the country, and we'll get you to your dream school. Visit our website to know more.